The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. The Supreme Court has ruled that the Comprehensive Economic and Trade Agreement, CETA, the trade deal between the EU and Canada, it cannot be ratified by the Oireachtas unless other legislation is changed first. This was decided today by the Supreme Court on foot of a challenge taken against the state by Green Party TD Patrick Costello, who is with me now. Uh, Patrick, you're very, very welcome uh, to this show. Uh, remind us, that just the background, What what is this trade deal? What is the problem with it? And why did you take the state to court? Um, hi, Kieran. Thanks for having me on. Uh, can I just start by, uh, I'd like to say my thanks to the Supreme Court and to Judge Butler and the High Court as well. I think they've shown a great deal of professionalism and dedication throughout this whole process. This CETA agreement is an agreement between the European Union and Canada. It's a mixed agreement. It takes in trade elements, but it also includes an investor court system. So the trade elements are already in place. They're already working. And what we needed to do was to ratify the investor court system. And that was a concern for me. Investor courts have been shown globally to interfere with government's ability to pass progressive legislation, like environmental legislation, but equally workers' rights, for example. And essentially, it creates new courts that can bind our government. And our constitution is very clear that courts established in Ireland must be done so through the constitution. And I felt that this was outside of the constitution. And the Supreme Court today agreed with that, that this was outside of the Constitution and would impact on the courts as they are and as they operate in Ireland at the minute. So the Supreme Court agreed with you that to do this would, uh, 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 it, it, it would be unconstitutional effectively at the moment. But I understand they did suggest that if the government changed another piece of legislation, we wouldn't need a referendum. Is that right? So what the court said was that it is not constitutional to ratify them as the matter stands. Um, and they emphasise as things stand. And six of the seven judges um, pointed to amendments to the Arbitration Act that could be made. And the Arbitration Act is an act that transposes uh, several international conventions about trade and trade disputes into Irish law. Now, okay. this is a very complex thing. It won't be a matter of a simple legislative amendment. These are quite detailed judgments. There are seven judgments, one from each judge. They run to over 500 pages. It is a legally quite complex thing. Um, I haven't had a chance to fully digest it. I, I don't think mm. anyone really at this stage has. But I think that there are very serious and very consequential issues raised in these judgments so that it's going to be very complex. It's not going to be a simple, quick amendment. And no. ultimately, yeah, I think and, and, use... Yeah. And I don't, want to get, I don't want to get too lost in the weeds of the detail because I think most listeners are, are like me. <laughs> they don't necessarily understand the Arbitration Acts either and, and exactly what international agreements uh, they introduced into, into Irish law, into our domestic legislation. But would it be fair to describe the situation as this? The government either is faced with a referendum on CETA, which like 
you know, I, I would pity anybody trying to explain that to the public, or they're faced with having to convince you and your Green Party colleagues to vote for a change to domestic legislation to allow SETA to be ratified? Well, I think the first challenge is actually to find a way to amend domestic legislation. You know, yes, it is legally complex. Uh, It won't be a simple amendment. So I think that the first challenge is to actually find a way to to correct that unconstitutionality. Mm. And, And that's not an easy task. That's not to be underrated. But do, do, and what do you I think would, that could, if that could be that done? Be if that could be done, time. do you have an ideological opposition to SETA? I mean, if 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 we can get this over the line through a tweak of the arbitration acts, do you have an issue with that? I think there are two things that, or there's the important thing to remember about SETA is that it is a mixed agreement. There are trade elements and there's mm. the court element. I have no issue with the trade element. They're working now. They are in place now. They've been implemented already. I have no issue with the trade side. What I am concerned about is the investor courts. And if we look at investor courts globally, we've seen Holland recently sued for billions because it tried to stop burning coal as part of climate action. We've seen Italy sued similarly for billions because it tried to take climate action. The Australian government has set up a new unit in the Department of Foreign Affairs to remove itself from whatever inter-investor court it can. So when governments around the world are doing their best to get out of them, the question has to be asked, why are we looking to join them? And I think we should be using this time not to find a way forward, not to find a way to make that amendment, but to stop and ask, do we really want to sign up to an investor court? Right. Let me introduce um, Martin Hayden. Who's, uh, apologies, uh, uh, Patrick. I'm just conscious of time, and I want to in, uh, get to the, I suppose, the government point of view. Even though I don't, the Green Party are uh, in government. You don't necessarily have the whip for the moment. Uh, Martin Hayden is with me as well, uh, uh, Minister of State with responsibility for new markets in the Department of Agriculture. Minister, you're welcome to the show. What's your reaction to this? Uh, good afternoon, uh, Kieran. Look, as, as Patrick has outlined there. Uh, the detailed written judgment we just received this afternoon, and uh, it will take some time to digest. Um, obviously, you know, it, it's disappointing that we can't um, ratify what is a really important trade deal for Ireland that's of benefit to the Irish people, the Irish economy, um, because, you know, every aspect of this trade element, um, whether you're a farmer or you work for a multinational company or you're an Irish exporting company or you work for somebody who provides that company with services, you benefit mm-hmm. from this trade deal. Um, so that is a disappointment, but we will take the um, uh, time to analyse the full detail of this decision. But our initial analysis is that a referendum won't be required um, to ratify this. That you'll be able to, you'll be able to ch- change, amend the arbitration acts, and that would allow you to get seated across the line. That's it. Look, the, the, that's the, what the summary judgment, um, as described this morning um, by the Supreme Court, alluded yeah. to. That there is a, a pathway there for us to do this, and that it is. And you need, and sorry, Mr. Cutter, but you, you you need the Green Party then to vote with the government to change domestic legislation. That's fair, isn't it? Yeah, well, look, you know, ultimately this is a trade deal that's really good um, for the country and, and for the economy. Obviously, any trade deal has to have a dispute uh, resolution mechanism or arrangement there as part of it. The investor court system, which is the contentious bit, um, you know, is looking to replace the old form of investor state dispute settlement. 
system. So you know, once there's once it's a mixed agreement of both trade and goods and services and investment rules and protections, there does have to be some um, dispute re- uh, resolution mechanism. But ultimately, here and I appreciate there are mixed views on elements of CETA, um, but I believe they are. Um, concerns and different viewpoints that can be articulated in in dull debates and uh, through the Oireachtas and through the le- uh, legislation um, as, as we would bring forward. And ultimately, you know, government and our program for government, we are very pro trade. Uh, we're a country that has benefited hugely from um, being part of having an open and pro trade uh, approach. And our program for government, you know, it says clearly yeah. about supporting you and existing. Are, are, are your here. colleagues in government as pro trade? Well, like you know, I I understand and I accept people have different viewpoints on certain aspects, and I, I take on board the specific points Patrick made there um, around having no problem with the trade side of things. So you know, we need to look back here at this judgment, take time to analyse it in depth. But ultimately, here you know, there's nobody that I know is denying that the trade element of this deal is really good for Irish people, whether you live in rural Ireland or you live in a city and no matter who you work for we are a pro-trade company since we took a pro-trade country since we took a pro-trade approach from the 1960s Ireland has benefited from opening up um, and doing that the EU has trade agreements with about 70 countries um, worldwide and Ireland benefits okay. from each and every one of them and I see that in my role in the Department of Agriculture as Minister with Responsibility for New Market Development all right, Martin Hayden, who, as he said himself, is uh, Minister uh, with Responsibility for New Market Developments in the Department of Agriculture. And before Mr. Hayden, we spoke to Patrick Costello, Green Party TD for Dublin South Central. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.